Welcome to Touched and Empowered, a show created to empower individuals to value their lives by hosting think tank discussions that will inspire positive action. Touched and Empowered with Katie and Ace starts now. The fact that all of us are still learning to find our voice. And it can be argued that we all have our voice because we all learn how to talk when we're little. But that's not the same as having your voice. Your voice changes. It evolves. Just like your personality, just like your belief in yourself, just like your belief in whatever faith or religion or spirituality that you have. Or relationship you're in. Or relationship that you're in. Everything is constantly growing and evolving. Because once it stops growing, it starts dying. That is real. (laughs) That is so true. Um, Just another tip that I love that. So another tip that Well, I'm sorry. I mean, think about it. You have a tree that is constantly growing and growing and growing and growing until it gets struck by lightning, gets chopped down, whatever. It's no longer attached to the roots. It's no longer growing. It starts decaying. Yes. Um, I will always refer back to nature to prove my point. I'm just that's beautiful. I love that. I'm gonna I I will I will refer to Buddhism. I'm not gonna lie. It's like my it's my core right there right now. Uh, hopefully forever because I love it. Uh, the, Whatever works, darling. Right. This is the same concept for business. So anyone that is a healer, entrepreneur, listening, if you are in business, the moment you stop growing is the moment your business dies. Yes. Yeah. Which is why you want to continue doing something for self improvement, whether it be self discovery of your religion, your faith, your intellect, picking up a new hobby. Reading something. a new book. Reading yeah. a new book. Reading something outside of the normal genre that you read. Oh, I haven't done that. I, I turned to TED Talks for that one. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, think about it. I I will admit I am a science fantasy junkie. I love and, it. And I, I have work- series of books that are 27 plus long love in that. the series. Love that. But because I like it so much, the next series that I got into was something along the same thread. I get that. And, you know, occasionally you have to break yourself out of the pattern. Otherwise you get stuck in a rut. And what's a rut? It's a coffin with the ends cut out. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But. That was that was freaking crisp. I, I applaud you on that metaphor. Bravo. What? <laughs> You know, so try something different. That's all I'm saying It's just try something different because yeah. you never know what you're going to like until you try something different. Exactly. And both of us are on the same vein about that sci-fi thing. So I used to work for a president of sci-fi. <laughs> a president of sci-fi. That is a, a really catchy title. Uh, yeah, there, well, there are a few. So Bonnie Hammer, the current uh, uh, cable, uh, NBC Universal cable portfolio chairman. Now that's mm-hmm. a title. She that's a big title. Yeah, she was she was one of the presidents of sci-fi, and then she created an entire portfolio of cable network brands. Uh, this includes USA, Bravo, E, Esquire, fun, 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 fun. Um her she used to have somebody who was the president of sci-fi. His name was Mark Stern. Now imagine that name. Mark Stern was responsible for Battlestar Galactia. Ooh. Yes, and he was creating his own company. 
his own uh, TV, scripted TV studio, and I was his coordinator. Let's talk about a mistake there. <laughs> um, not necessarily. The reason why I say it was, it wasn't a mistake to ever go through that. I honestly think that was the best freaking training I could have ever had. Like I needed to understand how to really under, really know how to recall and recall uh, facts and organize them quickly so that I can communicate quickly. Which is a very good skill. It was a great skill. It was really boot camped in the three months that I worked for this man. You know what? And there are times we have to go through boot camp moments. Leela Pond was boot camp too. Like she <laughs> taught me how to freaking keep my eyes on 20 projects at once. Like everything was a boot camp before the time I was like, everything is a boot camp. What am I talking about? Until you're like 35, in my opinion, everything is a boot camp. And then even then you still no, want more boot camps. I, I, I will say I am 43 and everything is still a boot camp. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. So everything is still a boot camp, right? But well, these okay. are like, not everything, but there are still good chunks of my life that are boot camps. Yeah. And I, I have to say those were some of the best boot camps, like actually being able to do, I, I didn't have that skill. I wasn't able to understand information in such a way that I could actually log it into a, like, kind of like a code essentially mm -hmm. of communication. And then that language worked everywhere. I went to CAA afterwards, which, you know, CAA is one of the uh, the top talent agencies in Hollywood. If you don't know how to use that type of vernacular and that fast, you will be swallowed alive at that place. Right. And that was something that I had at the back of my hand because of that man. And I do really respect and appreciate him for teaching me as much as he could. Um, the mistake, there was something about it was like, the lesson there was like, I didn't want to go into TV development as much as I wanted to. Well, it's not the, okay. So that's not a mistake. That is a learning lesson to let you know what you do and do not desire moving forward. Here's the mistake though. And I appreciate you for saying that because that really does help. The big mistake was like putting my eggs all in that basket and thinking that was it. That was my mistake. And another learning lesson. And another learning lesson. The learning lesson usually comes after making a mistake true that's the biggest tip i can give you if you've made a mistake the learning lesson is the biggest oh value worth more than gold just like it's it's just so important the amount i i failed so much mistake wise air quotes failed literally kept making mistakes because i was told to so i could learn from them and that was how i made the fortune i made And it will seem like that eventually you'll repeat the mistake, you'll repeat the mistake. Eventually you will get the lesson out of it and you'll stop repeating the mistake. Yeah, or, or you, you made the mistake, it hurt. Not, it does not matter how many times you repeat it before you learn it. Yes, yes, we thank you. We all learn at different speeds. We all learn different ways. Yes. And this goes, this is another one of these tips about not being into self-deprecation or not you can't compare yourself to other people on how they're able to do something and you're not able to because you are not them so thank you for saying that 
Um, that was a lesson I actually, I did learn that lesson, I think. I think I, I did. used to beat myself up over the fact that I was not as efficient at something as somebody else was at my office. Or not, oh, not efficient, not as quick. Mm. They were able to do a task faster than I was. So therefore, it looked like they were able to accomplish more than I was. Okay, see, that is something I want to learn more about. So please explain a little like. So, all right. We all know how to, well, I can't say we all know how to, but what, what, as an example, we all study how to read and write in school. Okay. Some people pick it up really, really quickly and can instantly start reading sentences while there are other people in the class who are still struggling to read a single word mm -hmm. or people mm -hmm. who are able to write full sentences while there are other people who are struggling how to spell words. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with either side of that token. We are all different. We all learn different ways. There's no one true way to learn anything. Mm -hmm. I found this out when my son had math in sixth grade. I got to go into his school and get to sit in on class. And I'm like, okay, I did pretty good at math class growing up. I had straight A's in math until I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. I'll sit in on math class. I'll know what they're talking about. Oh my gosh, the children were not sitting in their chairs. They were standing up and walking around the classroom, walking to different blackboards on all four walls, solving math problems. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, it's interactive math. We never did anything else like that. That looks really cool. I wonder you know, how it's, the teacher did it to help keep the kids from having too much energy and not staying in their seats. So she created something interactive to help all of them burn up energy while they were doing their math problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. talk about thinking outside the box but it helped the students get to learn what they needed to learn because they weren't all learning the same way that's cool so all right when I was so, in high school and middle school mm -hmm. we had levels right so there was level two level one and honors right those were and the and class and levels. advanced placement and whatever else they came up with exactly right in high school, I had one AP course, just one. Hmm? It was the hardest one, but one. Um, well, it was the AP course. Of course, it's going to be the hardest one. Sorry. Well, it was one. Of, it was the hardest one of the AP <laughs> courses. Actually, it oh, was like okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I know it was going to be hard, but it was like the like the people in the that class. Hard. <laughs> about 10 of them uh three of three or four of them made it into the three ivs the top three ivs in that class it was like the top four percent in wow. that class okay and I, I all right so anyways one and then i was in uh, i was in like level two math actually i was not good at math uh then mm -hmm. mainly because of my add i had like i couldn't sit still and focus and actually pay attention to details which is really interesting um when it came to all the other things, I was in level one. I don't think I was ever, I don't remember being in honors. <laughs> I remember the hard ass level, like AP course, right? which I found out later, we had people visit that class from Cornell and they were like, yeah, um, 
we asked them like, what's the workload like in college? Is it hard? And they're at Cornell. This is like the the Ivy that people make jokes about falling off the cliff because you have so much work. That's the, what they're known for. Right. And they were like, oh no, this class actually gets you pretty well prepped for, for the workload. <laughs> oh my God. Which is in hindsight, great. It's great. Because a lot of classes in high school, as my son found out, don't prep you for the workload of college. I found that out too. I had no idea. Like my high school got me really like they 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 went a little bit further than what's commonly known for your work. Right. Like they went a lot further so that when I went to college, I was playing 14 hours of video games and still made Dean's list. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I More love power college. to you. More power but to you, Addie. Thank you. But here's the thing, that level thing, right? In high school and in middle school, I used to feel down about myself for being in level two math. I used to be judged, used to feel judged or inadequate or. And I would self-judge myself. I would self-judge myself all the time. And then funny enough, senior year, I made it into National Honor Society and level two. They asked me to tutor kids in math. And these were the students that I actually personally thought were the straight A students that were just like, they were very charismatic. Like they actually had a lot going for them, except in this one area, because their strength wasn't really that. Their strength was like being a leader or um, uh, over like not seeing all the details, but seeing the macro, like that was their actual strength, right. but they needed tutoring in level two math. <laughs> And I was like, huh, I don't feel that bad. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. My son is studying to be a history teacher. Yeah. I sucked at history <laughs> in school. That was one of my worst topics. And it wasn't because I didn't understand the content. It's because I found it boring. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There were so many things about being no. boring Granted. that stopped me from doing yeah, so much. There's a lot of things that we just brush off to the side because we're bored. But looking back, there are actually parts of history that I like, like am in, and am interested in now. And it's because I can see the lessons. I understand when it comes to math. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the lessons are so cool. That's like the value of it all. Like, I like the enough. stories. I want the fables. I want the mythologies. <laughs> I actually listened to, have you heard, there's this YouTube channel called um, uh, Mysteries and Mythology Explained. And I'll listen to that to go to, before I go to bed, they talk about goddesses and like, just like the lore on things. I love that stuff. Um, I'll have to look into that one. Just because that I can. That one's so fun. Um, and then I actually started really enjoying one aspect of math that I found out you kind of need, it's, it's actually very advanced. It's the, it's proofs. Mm -hmm. It's being able to prove that a, uh, that a equation of sorts balances out and, and, and is 100% a truth. Like any way that you solve this problem, it will always solve the way that the problem needs, like the way that it's arranged. 
people find those on mistake. And that's what we call algorithms. Oh. I love algorithms. Like, I think they're fascinating. That's the only thing I like about math now. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> arithmetic, Ugh. but let's. Yeah, okay, so, so we've covered a wide range of topics. <laughs> we did, but we did talk about like, so essentially, you know, those mistakes that you think are self-deprecating mistakes, they're not self-deprecating. They lead you somewhere. They lead you somewhere new. If there's something, a door is closed, and you feel bad or you feel like you're not worthy of something, that's because there's something else going on and there's something else that you could most likely move forward towards. When I'm saying like rejection at a job or um, not being good in those levels or whatnot or comparing yourself in those levels, it's not a mistake. There's actually something there. Like there's like a different perspective to really make sense of it. Sometimes if it feels wrong or if it makes you feel bad, chances are there's a perspective that you're not seeing. So if you feel bad about something, right? For instance, I felt bad about being level two math. Then I found out something else. And then when I went to college, I found out something a lot more cool about the fact that like I was really being challenged so that I didn't have to worry in college. Those are the perspectives that could really um, help understand it, it, like the self-deprecation Sure, it's there, but in my opinion, the biggest belief that we should always have to counteract the self-deprecation of any event that happens in our life is that we 100% deserve to feel happy, okay, and healthy and good. Yes. Anything outside of that, challenge it. Yeah, always. Because, and the other thing is, on all this is you don't have to assign a meaning to what it is that happened. You don't have to assign an emotional meaning to this feeling that you have. Just acknowledge the feeling and then let it go. Because if you assign a meaning to it, oh, I feel this way because that leads you down the path of self-deprecation and negative thinking and echo chambers and all that other kinds of icky stuff. I got stuck in that. That gets you stuck in a rut. I've gotten stuck in that a lot. You know, and we don't want to be stuck in ruts. No, no. What's also really important, I love that you said that, you can leave it at, I feel blank. Yeah. That's it. You can leave it at, I, I don't feel happy right now. No one can change the way how I feel right now. That's just the way how I feel. No, granted, that's not how I'm feeling right now. I'm actually feeling pretty, you know, happy and bubbly. But it's one of those things that you're allowed to feel what you feel. Now let's take that pin out of that note because we're mm -hmm. going to bring it right back. Remember how we said that people can't control the thoughts in their head? People can try. Yes, because they think they can. And it's not their fault because that's how we were raised. And the best example I can give of that is when you're in the store and you hear that two-year-old throwing a temper tantrum because they can't have their lucky charms. And the parent turns around and looks at them and says, you make me so mad. That is the parent handing an emotional remote control to the kid. 
Yes. Because and we you, don't realize that our words mean stuff. Exactly. You, uh, here's a, another, another really, really, really awesome, clean, just behavior mind shift. Anything doesn't make you anything. The behavior of somebody can, right? Like, let's say somebody slapped you. Of course you feel hurt. Right. Because they slapped you. Not because they exist. Right. It's the physical pain of the situation that occurred. That's like, I'm sorry. That's like the easiest way for me to explain that. (laughs) No, I get that because there in that situation, there's the physical pain of what occurred. And then you can let that go. Or you can assign meaning to that. Like I deserved it. That is wrong. And the only reason I can say that right now with certainty is because I have been in that situation where I was slapped and I thought I deserved it. Now, granted, this was back in high school when I got into a fight with another girl over a boy. But hey. (laughs) Oh, okay. I did not deserve that. But at that point in time, I thought I deserved it because I of all the verbiage and being spewed at me at that time, I thought I wasn't worthy of him. Okay. Yeah. Well, come to find out that relationship didn't last too long. And there were a whole bunch of other things going on that I'm glad I was not a part of. So the universe was looking out for me. You hear that? No self-deprecation. There was like, there was a reason why that served me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, at, yes. At the Katie. time, I did not see that. Mm. For the rest of my time in school, I did not see that. It wasn't until I started doing the self-healing that I've been doing over the last nine months, 10 months, however long it's been now, that I can look Mm. back and be like, oh, yes, that was a sucky event, but it prevented me from going down that path. And because of that, it led me down this path which led me to a group of really good girlfriends that I've been friends with for, you know, all the way through the rest of middle school and high school. And there you go. That's great. It's like, so another big tip, there's always something to be grateful for. Yes. Even if somebody says that to you and you're like, "Mm, that's not what I want to do. I like if somebody once said that to me and I wanted to just go, Uh-huh. Like, you know, like that, that moment of just like, but I feel this way. First acknowledge, yes, it's okay. You can be angry about something and you can be angry about actually, not only can you be angry, honor the fact that you actually have that emotion. It is okay to be angry. It is okay to be angry. It's not okay to disrespect somebody's life because of it. Yes. Process the emotion that you are going through without assigning meaning to it. Yes. It is okay to be angry figure out why, understand why it serves you, know what to do so that you don't have to ever get into that place again. Um, when you say thank you, for whatever reason, that anger kind of dissipates too. It's like, thank you for the lessons learned. I don't know what the lessons are yet, but I will. True. Yeah. That is the fastest way so you don't go into a tirade. And 
on a side note, you can say that to yourself. You do not have to say it to the other person and it works just as well. I normally just keep them inside. Yeah. Yeah. Until the, unless the person's not stopping. Oh, in that case, I just look at them and say, you might be right. And then walk out of the room. Oh, I say, thank you. And then they give me this look like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I've totally done them. Like, thank you for showing me that. It catches them off guard. Oh my gosh. And it and stops I the energy. And I'm not doing it out of spite. I was at one point I was actually really grateful. Like, oh shit, I totally missed that. Thank you so much for showing me that. And they thought I was being passive aggressive. I wasn't being passive aggressive. <laughs> I was being really sincere. I was like, no, seriously, I didn't see that. Thank you. And they were trying to nudge it as like a as like a way to like demean me for missing something. I'm like, dude, I'm human. Right. That's another tip. You are human. You are allowed to make mistakes. Yes, we are all learning. Yeah. We are all constantly learning. Oh yeah. And that's power. Once you understand, like somebody once gave me this lesson. Thank you, by the way, uh, this other company. They gave me the lesson, know your job, like know your job. And I was like, okay. I also related that to know that you're human. So at our capacity, we can make mistakes. So we own it. If somebody doesn't own that, if I don't own that, you know, it just goes off into this weird feeling of just always being perfect and whatnot. And that's just a facade. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Not, not that like you should be likable, but it's helpful when you're likable. It is really helpful to let that go and just be like, no, I'm human, just like you. Whoops. There, there is, and, and I will argue as recovering perfectionist, yo, there really is no such thing as being a perfect human being. It is impossible. And when I mean perfect human being, like Katie is saying, you're not a robot. And even robots are perfect because they were programmed by humans. Exactly. Thank you, AI. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> AI needs us as much as we need them. Like we have to help them. It's like there are certain things in the per perspective. I like saying that, by the way. You know why? Why? That way we don't end up in this weird like matrix dystopia. <laughs> like I really don't want that to be our future. I prefer that, you know, the, the rebellion matrix of the second movie, the one where humans and AI are, and nanobots are working together harm, harmoniously making fruit. Like that's, that's cool. I'm cool with that. I like that future. Yes. That's down. I think we should save that for a different episode because I could just see going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Ever. But uh, we, we could, we can actually take that little sound bite additionally, right? Um, but what I do want to say is like, yes, everything, everything makes mistakes. Everyone does make mistakes. Um, the reason why I bring the, the future of that up is because there is a fear. There's an undercurrent of fear with AI right now. And like, what do you, what happens when you're scared? You make mistakes. And everyone worries about, oh my God, it's going to come take away our jobs. But think about all the jobs that it's creating. 
think about all the things that people can create with the assistance of AI that they might not have been able to do before. Yes. Now, in regards to that, the best leaders understand why people are scared of something. And they secure them. They tell them this isn't going to get in the way of getting your needs met. This isn't going to get you fired. You are learning and I can see that and I appreciate that and I enjoy the growth. You are going to stay and work with us forever versus the fear of always getting fired. Do you know how many people are getting really nervous about that because of all the layoffs, because of everything that's happening in the industries? People are terrified to keep their jobs or lose their jobs right now. And they're making a thousand mistakes because of that fear. That is one of the other reasons why, in my humble opinion, you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket. Everyone should I have think. a side hustle right now of something, even if it's selling your stuff on Macari or eBay or something else like that. Agreed. Have something on the side that brings you joy when you do it. Yes. The biggest mistake I made in the early 20s was thinking that I only needed to keep my eggs in the corporate basket. Oh, well, I thought that was the only option I had while I was in corporate. <laughs> I did not know this lesson about having other avenues of income when I worked at my job because I thought that was all that I needed until I found out otherwise. Yes. So I got fired when I was 23. Yeah, I was 23. I got fired from one job. And then I got fired again. And I honestly thought like, oh, you know what? Corporate life isn't for me because I figured it out. Like I realized right after getting fired, like I didn't, this is where like I wanted, I took my power back when it came to having a job. I didn't need the job. Like that's how I felt. I was like, I don't need the job. I know this is gonna sound a little arrogant, but it was actually pretty factual. I didn't need the job. And if I had to, and if I got fired, I knew exactly how to make ends meet. I knew exactly how to like put my eggs in a few baskets. Like I remember Airbnb being my place back then. Mm -hmm. And it would pay for almost my entire rent by renting it out for half a month. I took my, I, I took whatever money I had and traveled, <laughs> split it with a friend. And then they would just like rent out my Airbnb, take care of it for 25%. And then when I really needed cash, I would post me in Beverly Hills, 23 year olds hustle. Like post meeting in Beverly, you know why best uh, post meeting in Beverly Hills worked out? Because they tipped 40 bucks normally. Nice. Because <laughs> the food was that expensive. So that's where I would go. And that's how I would find, figure it out. And then, and then I got a job just because I wanted to get my parents, uh, make my parents happy so that the, you know, and then I got that job at CAI. Uh, by the way, I went through a temp agency and then I did have referrals and whatnot and I got there, yes. But the confidence I had in understanding I can make it regardless if I have a job or not because I will figure it out. That is actually 
the biggest way to take your power back away from the self-deprecation of making a mistake and understanding that nothing should ever have power over you. You should be able to figure it out. And it doesn't matter how old you are when you figure that lesson out. No, not at all. If I was 23, a lot of people right now, they're doing it at 35, 40, 70. I knew a guy who just went on his fourth life in his 80s. I was just like, all right, buddy, yeah. keep it going. Um, like, I'm still learning it. Okay, there are, there are lessons that I am still learning when it comes to diversifying, when it comes to what it is that I can do, how I can share my gifts with the world, how I can help people realize that they are worthy and important and people want them to stay. Thank you. I'm still learning that too. Like, I'm not going to, look, the goal that I set for myself was by the time I was X age, I'm not gonna say what age. Whatever, you're young. Wow, <laughs> by X age, this this age that I that chose, I would have, because um, this is what uh, somebody else told me, if you really truly wanna feel like you're not hanging by a thread here, you wanna have seven streams of income. So start creating those portals, get it? Portals, Very nice. portals. Thank you. Start creating those portals now. Build those um, streams by what? Um, creating a book, creating a, and don't, don't get me wrong, don't just willy-nilly make something and it doesn't work, but create those opportunities, right? Like create those opportunities for multiple streams of income so that by the time you hit a specific age, it does happen. And you can start with something as simple as selling the clothes in your closet that don't fit you anymore. Yes. Instead of, I mean, granted, donating to Goodwill and to other organizations is an absolutely fantastic idea. That brings you money, though. That in does an, bring you money in a different way. Yes, in an indirect way, it will bring you money. In an indirect Promise. way, it will bring you money. You know, but there are other things that you can do. I mean, even if it's just volunteering your time somewhere else, it might not bring you money as in cash, but it will still bring you value. And will help you build connections. So then that way, other opportunities will bring money into you. Biggest, um, the biggest uh, currency, I believe, in anything is trust. Yes. That took so many mistakes for me to understand. It had nothing to do with, I have this, I have that. You could have that in this. I have this company, I have this, uh, I have this relationship, I have this uh, laptop that might work one day. You know, the, the, <laughs> like I have these things, right? But if you've built secure trust in every relationship in your life, the, not every relationship, but like, you know, the relationships, <sighs> all right, I wanna say you've built trust. If you've built solid trust with a good group of individuals, that trust pays itself forward. Money cannot buy that trust. That is your integrity. That is years of work. That is the ability for me to get on this podcast with Katie. I built that trust with Katie. And, and probably prior to that, like the people that we meet, we're talked about before we even meet them. Right. We are. I people people talk about everybody. This is so real. Yes. 
Yes, they do. And, yes. And as and as the the saying, you know, guilty by association. That's another. Yes. You know, people will say fantastic things about you if you hold yourself in confidence and integrity and know your self-worth. Yes. And also but they have... also will talk about you if you go the other way. Yes. The law of attraction will. works in both directions. Uh-huh. I love it when people want fame and I'm like, all right, so you gotta be very, very specific on what you mean there. Yes, because it's like I want luck. Well, there's a difference between good luck and bad luck. They're both luck. Mm-hmm. And the universe will bring it to you. Uh, <laughs> you just have to be clear on your intentions. Yes. And you know, no meal I'm just gonna say that out loud. Just like you want to purify what you want so it's right um but uh, what i do want to say and i want to leave on this note because we're about to close here ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in between everyone else in between any mistake you've ever made you will always create value from it keep going even if it's like the biggest embarrassment of your life there's a shit ton of value in that. <laughs> there is. There's always a lesson to be learned, even if we don't see it until decades later. Yeah. For instance, uh, every millionaire or billionaire that I've known, they've said they lost it once. They had to. Otherwise, they wouldn't have understood and built the confidence they have to bring it back. Well, you, it's in the beauty of the contrast. You can't have light without dark. You can't have pain without pleasure. You can't have joy without sadness. You have to have contrast. 100%. Yeah. The mo <laughs> Someone did mention that to me once. They were like, okay, I know you're going through all of this. At, the at one point, like I was going through this giant dip of just like, ah, life. And they were like, but here's the thing. This has to happen too. There's an ebb and there's a flow. And I can go back and forth with all the different metaphors as to the opposites of the world. But that would yes. take forever. And I'm not going to go there. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. You will be okay. Don't be too hard on yourselves. Everything works out for a reason. Seriously. And remember, you cannot do this wrong. You are your own person. No one else can be you better than you. Yes. And you're awesome. Keep yes. being awesome. We love you. <laughs> All right, some love. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Join us next week as Katie and Ace talk more about learning from your mistakes and not letting them define you. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the discussion today will inspire you to take positive action in your life. Until next week, be empowered.